0: We hear from God's word this morning from Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us, when their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. The flood would have engulfed us, the torrent would have swept over us, the raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Thank you, Hilary, very much. So we've had a lot already this morning, haven't we? But uh, each of those sections of the service have been very important and very valuable to us. But I just want to come on briefly to say something about God's protection and help from the words of this psalm that Hidry has just read. The images of Whaley Bridge Dam, of course, are in many of our minds, and uh, they have been in our prayers already today, holding back the Tobbrook Reservoir. Still a situation that remains critical. I've just got one or two pictures. Uh, We'll flick through them very quickly. I'm sure you've seen these already on your images and in the news. Water can be so powerful and so destructive. A sudden break in this dam and the consequences would be absolutely devastating. And it happens that in this psalm, we have a similar image. Not so much literal, but metaphorically, this psalm is saying, if the Lord had not been on our side, they would have swallowed us up alive and the flood would have engulfed us and the torrent would have swept over us. (coughs) Very much a reflection of the similar image. And these other metaphors in the psalm, the idea of being swallowed up alive or being torn apart by a wild beast, it gives a sense of there being danger all around. I'm sure that for those who live in Whaley Bridge, they are immensely conscious of that danger that is on their doorstep and the potential consequences of it. And here in the Old Testament, in this psalm, here are God's people very much aware of danger all around them. Reminiscent, perhaps, of Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, another metaphor, the mountains fall into the sea, another one, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. As if life in Old Testament times was thwart with danger, and the people of Israel felt their vulnerability very much indeed. And if you think back over the story of uh, Israel's history. There was a lot of danger in it, wasn't there? There was the time when under Moses they were slaves in Egypt and kept on saying to Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh refused to let them go. And then the whole episode of the plagues. And then with the crossing of the Red Sea, as they were being chased by the Egyptian army, the period of wanderness, will, uh, wandering in the wilderness and the need for food and water, uh, and very much a landscape which was thwarted with dangers. The entry to Canaan, which was a country that was already well occupied, and therefore the battles that had to be fought. Israel as a nation were constantly being attacked by armies. It was probably the Philistines who were particularly in mind in the background of this psalm. But their sense of danger was real, but also their sense of God as protector was a very vivid reality. They really believed that God kept them safe from their enemies. If you like, the David and Goliath story was being lived out not just once, but every day. They were constantly, as a nation, faced with Goliath. And as David, they were firm and strong and believed in God's protection. This psalm is another of the Psalms of Ascent. I said a little bit about Psalms of Ascent generally last week. It's a block of psalms from 120 through to 134, and they're generally considered to be sung by the people of Israel as they were making their way up to the temple for one of the great uh, festivals through the year, great annual festivals, three or four each year. And That steep climb, it was a climb not only uh, towards Jerusalem, but also once they got into Jerusalem, a climb up through the city, and another climb up onto the Temple Mount. And that constant climbing over a long period of time, and whilst they climbed, they sang. And these songs were an expression of gathering together their life and faith. Last week we looked at Psalm 130, that journey from despair to hope. And now we look at Psalm 124, another that they would have sung at the same time, recognizing that God was their protector. If the Lord had not been on, their, on our side, they were saying and singing. If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us up alive. The flood would have engulfed us. The raging waters would have swept us away. The danger was there, but the Lord was on their side we come into the New Testament, we find a very similar concept, particularly in a very familiar passage in Romans chapter 8 and verses 31 through to the end of the chapter. What then shall we say in response to this, writes the Apostles Paul, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Again, the sense of danger around, but if God is for us, Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, was raised to life and is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he identifies some potential dangers. Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. The description is wide-ranging here of the number of different troubles that might be there amongst God's people in New Testament times. And yet the Apostle Paul writes without question, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Since God is for us, no one can possibly be against us. And again, there is a strong sense of God as protector, God as guardian. The wonderful truth that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, in these sermons on this block of psalms that we're using just for a few weeks in the summer as we pause in our main series at the moment on Welcome, Love, Challenge, Grow, as we just take this little pause and look at a few of these psalms, Uh, there's a book that has been particularly valuable for those of us who are speaking on these Sunday mornings, and it's by Eugene Peterson, the author of The Message, uh, the translation of the Bible, and it's called A Long Journey in the same direction and this book is a reflection on these particular Psalms and Peterson tells a story of an occasion when he went to donate blood and as the nurse was filling up the usual questionnaire to make sure that there was no reason why blood should not be donated one of the questions was do you engage in hazardous work? so Peterson answered yes He was wearing a dog collar at the time, so it was pretty obvious that he was a pastor. The nurse said, I don't mean that kind of hazardous, and promptly answered no on her questionnaire. In what sense is living the Christian life hazardous? In what sense can we say today that we are in danger? In what sense does this image from the Psalms and from the New Testament apply to us now? I would very much expect that there are some Christians amongst the community in Whaley Bridge who are currently evacuated, maybe to Chapel on the Fifth or somewhere else. Is there a sense in which they, as Christians, are protected any more than others from that particular danger? I don't believe so. We trust and pray that the whole community will be kept safe, that their homes will remain intact, and we pray for those who are working tirelessly to make that dam safe. Here is a community in danger, and we trust for God's sovereign work in the needs of that community. But there is, I believe, a particular sense in which the challenge and danger of living a distinctively Christian life in a predominantly non-Christian society Bears upon all of us. Quoting Peterson again In a world where nearly everything can be weighed, explained, quantified, subjected to psychological analysis and scientific control, I persist in making the center of my life a God whom no eye has seen nor ear heard, whose will no one can probe. That is a risk. There is an element of danger as we put God right at the center of our lives in a world where everyone else has other values. Peterson goes on to say, before this day is over, I may have to deal with death, pain, loss, rejection. I don't know what the future holds for me, for those I love, for my nation and for the world. Still, despite my ignorance and surrounded by tinny optimists and cowardly pessimists, I say that God will accomplish His will and I cheerfully persist in living in the hope that nothing can separate me from Christ's love. That is dangerous living. There is an element of risk in our putting all our hope and trust in God and in Jesus Christ. We are in danger of rejection, danger of misunderstanding, Danger of unfulfilled dreams. And for some of our Christian brothers and sisters across the world, in danger of direct persecution because of their faith. One of the biggest challenges is living well in Christian community and handling the differences among us with grace and love. So that when people who are not part of the Christian community look at us, they see something different. confident. Christian discipleship is a risky journey. It's living with constant and steady conviction about our victory in Christ. But living, if you like, on the edge of defeat all the time because there's danger. And it is not easy. So what does God's protection and help really mean today? From this psalm, I believe, it tells us very clearly that the God who helps us is the God who made the heavens and the earth. God, our creator, is God, our helper. He did not just make the physical structure of the universe. He created human life. He watches over his creation. What better person to help us navigate the challenges, the potential dangers of wholehearted Christian living than the one who put us here in the first place. God, our creator, is our helper. And if we bring in the New Testament message from Romans 8, we can also say that Christ, our redeemer, is our helper. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? And that's better translated, since God is for us, who can be against us? Because God is for us, no one can be against us. And the evidence is that God graciously gave his own son to die for us. And therefore, having done that, he will give to us what we need. And he will protect us as we come to him. The gift of Jesus is the guarantee and the means whereby God is able to protect us and help us today. So, our Creator is our helper, Christ, our Redeemer, is our helper. And I know this feels a little bit like a formula, but I think we should also say that the Holy Spirit is our helper because that's in the Bible as well. It's very clear in the words that Jesus said in John 14, from verse 15, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is our helper. So what this means is that the whole army of heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are coming to your aid today and to my aid today to be our protector and our helper right now. Your challenges may be practical. Issues in life that are causing some difficulty and challenge and pain. Your challenges may be personal, things known only to you, but they're very real and they're very deep. Your challenges may be spiritual, working out a life of faith and Christian discipleship in this complex world in which we live. God is your guardian, your helper, and your protector. And if we creep into the next psalm from psalm 124 if we creep into psalm 125 just the opening bit which i think follows on really very naturally those who trust in the lord are like mount zion which cannot be shaken but endures forever and then there's this wonderful picture as the mountains surround jerusalem So the Lord surrounds his people now and forevermore. I've made quite a lot of the fact that Jerusalem is a city on a hill. And you climb up and up and up to get to the city and to get to the temple. But it's not actually the highest hill in that region. It is a hill that is encircled by other hills. And they are higher. As the mountains around are higher than Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, and he is higher than his people. The Lord is our protector. The Lord stands higher than we do, and will circle around you today with a ring of protection.